everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch those we love and then rip them apart. I probably sound congested because right before we started, I must have sneezed like seven times. Oh, well, that, you should probably sound normal then because you're constantly blowing your nose when you're over here. Well, I don't blow my nose. That's the, that's number one. What do you mean you don't blow your nose? You will never see me blow my nose. <laughs> I'm afraid of for any time I've ever done it, the pressure build up in my head. It hurts so much. Like, A, I know my brain's not going to explode, uh-huh. but like there's so much up there <laughs> that like it, it's a whole thing. So like and the amount of afrin I use, I'm just pushing it up there more. So whenever I sneeze, it just kind of like scrambles what's there. The whole thing the, yeah clearly this is also the second time in a row we're like leading off talking about snot because i was talking about my snot <laughs> last week with the covid <laughs> and anyway. i won't say what i was going to say uh-oh i mean just, no, just all right. I, I think we're there i feel like we're there that if i ever got the surgery for what do you call it deviated septum Mm-hmm. the stuff they would pull out like i've seen videos <laughs> no it would be yards long ew ew my dad likes to joke dawn you have 34 years worth of shit up there because i never blow my nose oh my god yeah but then i always think like if i do that yes it would be medically necessary and then while they're doing that i could just get my nose tweaked a little bit i think you have a great nose thank you i hate it i was called miss piggy when i was little like oh i think it's cute that it kind of turns up a little bit oh my god i hate it (laughs) so cute cover my nose from now on but i like it (laughs) thank you but yeah i'd I'd probably get it tweaked a little well you have to be careful about letting stuff build up in your nose because one time when i was young i had that problem where i had like a bad cold or a sinus infection or something Mm -hmm. and i kept snorting you know snorting it back Mm -hmm. and it eventually built up backwards into my ear canals and and ruptured one of my eardrums so if you want to you know just be careful awful because then i wouldn't be able to hear this lovely show that we watch (laughs) yes and that would be a real tragedy (laughs) it would because then i would not be able to then afterwards hear you and us discuss it yes i mean that that is an actual tragedy there's no sarcasm there oh god where you want to start man this was mess it was a mess. It was, it, yeah, it was messy, chaotic, tad stressful, but I feel like we got, we got more. Like it wasn't so one layered. Most of the episodes and even season one for that matter was just very like, le- like a leveled surface. And then now we're getting, we're building on that and we're getting more, a little more of other characters, backstories, what they love to do. Like we're actually yeah. getting somewhere. There's depth now i think i get what you're saying because it's it's like you know in in season one there might be one or two things going on per episode and now it feels like we've got four or five things going on and maybe like a little few extra things that aren't like really things yet but they're gonna become a thing you know like there's stuff to look at yes and i guess for lack of a better term, look forward to. Yeah, what is? I, don't, right I, I wouldn't say that. we're actually <laughs> yeah. looking forward anticipate. to anticipate. <laughs> okay, anticipate. Intrigued to find out. I feel like I'm gonna be jumping ahead into this, but th- this is the thing that is really sticking out to me the most from these two episodes. What is Camille up to? 
I, I think that was one of the parts where I'm like, I don't feel right. Like it was very, I was uneasy about it. She was too nice. Oh, for sure. I mean, like there's faking it and there's faking it. And she was like borderline psychotic in how she approached (laughs) Emily. And I, I don't know. And Emily was very, very fast to jump on it. Like it was legit. Oh, well, she was so fucking relieved that she didn't have to feel guilty anymore. Yeah, I guess she she was was willing to just look right past mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I felt very unnerved by Mm -hmm. everything Camille did. Yes. And I, and I don't know what the plan is. <laughs> well, you know? I have a feeling her mom is definitely behind it. Oh, well, yeah, because she she basically said that. She was like, do what right. I say um, and everything will work out. But like, what does everything will work out mean? Does that mean she's going to get Gabrielle back or she's going to get revenge? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know the game plan. I don't know because even when it came to, again, we're jumping around the opening and just her helping out and them kind of double teaming to get it to be okay. Even after that, I was like, wait a minute. Was that like, is something going to come bite her in the ass in the end? Like what is happening? I thought for sure that the restaurant opening was a sabotage on Camille's end. And I'm still not convinced it wasn't, but I'm just not sure. Like, did she help somehow create the disaster and then help mm. to resolve it to kind of endear herself to Gabrielle did she like did she set that up so she could be the hero basically it's very possible I mean the only thing that really screwed Emily up I think was when Sylvie basically tells her listen we got more for the guest list right and that didn't really involve Camille not that we know of not that we know of yeah that's true because I was trying to look at the list as we scrolled and it was like they put Matthew mm-hmm. he was like number one on the list and then like just more people but it was like I don't know what the yeah I don't know what the purpose was for that yeah I, I'm not really sure and and I don't know if we're supposed to know yet or not but I am just deeply suspicious of everything Kimmy did <laughs> in that whole episode I, I was mm-hmm. uncomfortable I called it a scary olive branch that's what I kept calling it oh, in my notes. uh-huh <laughs> I think that was in episode five this whole Thing, right the it was, yeah it was definitely the second one the second one was the opening because i think oh, okay because the first one was the boat and the yeah oh yeah the campaign with the the bracelets or whatever yeah, that is right hearts or something or i mean whatever happy hearts happy, happy hearts. hearts yeah lame and actually um a very timely discussion about valentine's day in, in that episode it was i, was I mean we, we kind of oddly that worked out in our favor And there was something that I did like about that particular episode, just how Sylvie was on point with everything and with like, oh, Valentine's Day is so commercialized in America, Mm -hmm. where like here it's just a natural thing. Like you don't need to persuade people with gifts once a year and all that stuff. And of course you have Emily that's like, yes, but it's and it's like no shut up oh, she's the worst I hate her so much <laughs> it really is I mean if there was anybody who could sell you on American market I mean she's doing her job I mean is she <laughs> as a spokesperson I think she's really selling what we are like I mean oh, typical I mean, American I hope we're not like her <laughs> not personally I mean as a collective society well I dread to think that that's most what people other are people like that I think, think we're like <laughs> 
especially when she was trying to convince Alfie that Paris was a beautiful romantic city. I'm like one, not 100% because Alfie was being kind of a dick about France and Paris and stuff. Yeah, he was a little much with it, but <laughs> he, he was a I little wasn't... over the top. But given that I went on that trip to London and Paris, London was my absolute clear favorite. Mm-hmm. I totally get what he's saying about Paris. It's very overrated. It's also just another big city and it's not that great. Right. And London is just, it gives you itself face value. Like there's no tricks of the trade. There's all. And maybe if it tried to bill itself as a romantic city, then maybe I would feel differently about London. But I think, I, I don't know. I just didn't really have any preconceived notions when I went there about what it was going to be like. And so maybe it was easier to enjoy it for what it was. Whereas Paris, right. you, you're you just expecting to be wowed at every turn. And, you know, the streets are smelly and people are rude. All the stuff that you see in Manhattan, you would see mm-hmm. in Paris basically there's just older buildings yeah looks a little nicer architecturally true i did like that we got a little more with julian oh yes (laughs) i mean that was one of the things that i liked like okay finally we're moving on to somebody else's love life exactly yes to what he wants make a richer tapestry also i just always have to point out that julian's fashion is consistently on point it really is Everything he wears, I'm like, yes, this outfit makes sense to me. It looks gorgeous. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yes, like, I you mean, got this. Can, uh-huh. He can wear the outrageous outrageous patterns and colors. But and I don't even think they perfectly. look. Yes. Yeah, because they don't look. It does. The outfits don't look busy. They just, they uh-huh. look put together, sophisticated, like something that I could never put together. But I still think it looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely said that there was one outfit that he had on that was, um, I think it was either like a pink or orange top and the pants were a print, mm-hmm. but it just went together so well. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, he, he does a great job. So Emily should be taking note. Definitely. Also got confirmation that Julian is gay because we did say yeah. in season one that we were getting the vibe, but had never had that confirmed until just now. And a horny Julian is very hilarious. <laughs> just his innuendos and euphemisms that he made throughout the episode were great. He's no prude like Emily is, that's for sure. Oh, well, nobody is. <laughs> I think nuns are probably a bit more open-minded than Emily is. Let's go back to Alfie for a hot sec. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Alfie is on business temporarily, very much right. like Emily. He just does not give a shit about Paris or learning the language or anything because it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Kind of appreciated that line he had where he said something to the effect of, why should I get invested in this when it's not going to last? And I love that that was a theme. Like, yes. It was very, very smart. I loved it. <laughs> Whoa. Very, very smart. Whoa. Okay. I mean, it was all right. Um, <laughs> it was all right. It translated. I feel like, I feel like there's chemistry there, but I also don't understand why he would like Emily at all. You know, she's consistently obnoxious and annoying. Very. And I don't get where that becomes endearing to him. It's there's that one scene where he's getting into the taxi and she's like yelling after him. She's like, you don't have to come for the whole party. Right. Just come 20 minutes before. Oh my God. The overacting in that scene killed me. I was like, please Mm -hmm. stop this. This is obnoxious. And it's not funny anymore because you, you put too much into it. 
Mm -hmm. did not like that. And I don't know why he did want to go to that whole boat party thing. Was it really the open bar? (laughs) I know, right? Do we think Alfie's an alcoholic? Seems like a lot of his free time is spent in bars and like hunting Mm -hmm. down drinks. I don't know. He's another snazzy dresser, though. Subtle, though. Yes. Just cleanly put together. I like it. And the accent. totally. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. (laughs) If it needs to be said again. uh, Yeah. The accent. So this, what was the boat thing called? Did you have, did you write this down? I'm just going to call it. I did not. They said it a couple of times. Yeah, I know. And I just didn't care enough to like remember what it was. But I did like what Emily was wearing on the boat. Mm, I like this dress for once. Mm-hmm. And she gave me Audrey Hepburn vibes, mm-hmm. which I think she easily could, which made me find it funny that I don't know if you've seen the articles going around, but I guess the biopic Rooney Mara got picked to be Audrey Hepburn. Oh, that's a good, that's a good choice. It's a good choice. But after seeing Emily dressed like <laughs> that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I think maybe she was too young. Maybe. Maybe. I'm always surprised and I don't know if I should be impressed or afraid that Emily (laughs) keeps putting her career on the line with these crazy decisions she makes all the time. She knows she knows that Mindy is a good singer, but has she ever seen her perform with the street group like bringing a street performance group to a fancy catered Mm -hmm. party is a huge risk when mm-hmm. she hasn't like really vetted the band and yeah Mindy's her friend yes and she but... has a good voice but in as a whole you don't know what's gonna go down yeah that was that's always wild to me that she continues to make those decisions without re- really thinking about it and and thinking how it could reflect on her if it doesn't go well she just assumes that everything is gonna go well mm-hmm all the time like it really it bugs me I think I wrote down at one point though like she's always doing something that she just wants to like there's no thought process whatsoever half the time she doesn't think about things before she does no it's very frustrating the other thing about Mindy was when she she asked uh, Emily like what's the fee like we never talked about the right and Emily's like well we never talked about rent and she was like well that's cool for me but like what about her bandmates aren't they gonna want to get right like they don't care that that Cindy's getting her rent comped (laughs) what do they get unless they get to keep all the tips I don't well they're probably they probably weren't asking for tips at an event like that so probably not no and Um, that was one thing too is like street performers they get a lot of viewers, like a lot of people stop for them, which mm-hmm. I find like, I mean, yes, I would probably stop, but they have a decent gathering. So I feel like they must get decent tips to do it. They pick different locations. I don't they sing know. In two languages. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know exactly what their haul would be on like a typical day, but I can't imagine that you could really live well off of that. Right. You would and have I mean, to be crashing in your friend's apartment and not paying rent to kind of make that lifestyle work. <laughs> like that's right. And that's the only like saving grace for her because it doesn't seem like she's really pushing to get her work visa figured out. Exactly. Which you would think she would do since she had that promising job at the drag yeah. bar. So like, why wouldn't you? Ugh. Uh, but that's another character at least that we're getting some more story with yes and you think she's gonna hook up with benoit no oh benoit probably but um what's his name antoine Mm -hmm. oh because they had a little flirty flirty banter thing yeah um 
I don't like that. He seems his, I know, me neither, but he seems. <laughs> I don't love it. His speed a little bit. Like he seems very intrigued by her. Well, he was being very outlandish, yeah. Frenchly flirtatious. So I don't know how much to read into that because that seems like it could just be his manner. Cause I think he was similar to that when he first met Emily as well. Mm-hmm. So it might just be Antoine being Antoine, but right. Uh, I, I don't know what would be to gain by having them hook up. Yeah, that's true. Especially since Sylvie has a new boy toy and so seems to be kind of over Antoine and that whole situation. Yeah. This was interesting, that whole thing with yeah. the photographer. I This is the first time that I've been disappointed in Sylvie because I was very surprised that she was making business decisions about who to hire for a photo uh-huh. shoot based on the guy that she was banging I didn't like that as a look for her right I guess it makes her a bit more human because it seems like the re maybe not the whole reason but one of the reasons why she really wanted this was because she wanted to keep him in her life right and rather than saying that she could come up with this excuse to keep him and then when she had to tell him that they couldn't book him he was like you know we can still see each other though and she was like oh she thought it was done right oh like it is possible Mm -hmm. yeah I get it though but at the same time I would think wouldn't she want it to be on a more personal level and not a professional level I don't think she's not dealing with that fine line well I think she likes having that wall there you know Mm. I think we saw Sylvie be very vulnerable in that right like she can't if it's a work associate or if it's somebody she works with she can't catch feelings it can only be a fling sort of yeah sort of like that and also just so that she doesn't have to admit to herself what she actually wants Mm -hmm. because that makes you vulnerable when you have to be honest about what you want and right I, I think her acting was fabulous in that scene at the cafe where they're talking about this and just the expression on her face when he said yes you know we can still see each other and it was obvious that she really didn't think that that was an option or that he would want that to be an uh-huh. option and seeing her realize that and then give into it it was like a really nice and like sweet moment for Sylvie it was I do think it was a little out of character for her to push so hard to put an amateur on a huge pro- project like that oh yeah and I was also surprised like I understand where she she was coming from only because of what she wanted but I would think she would be so proud of Julian getting this photographer a big a name, big name. <laughs> it would and be also one that thing. exchange he had <sighs> with the agent was hilarious oh. no I was thinking sorry I was thinking of Luke I thought you were gonna go to Luke because when Luke was saying that he was that they should get a photographer who has um, photographed a lot of women straddling things and then oh, Sylvia right. was like, I would have thought you already knew somebody who does that. And he was like, <laughs> I, I laughed. I genuinely enjoyed that moment. I thought that was really funny. Mm. What were you saying about the agent, though? No, the photographer's agent, when he like mm-hmm. comes up to Julian and he's like asking him all these questions and he seems like he's like pissed or like annoyed, <laughs> but he's really flirting and they just keep doing a back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then he, t- he basically tells Julian after he tells him like, oh, you know, she's going to do it. Oh, you should come to Germany sometime. So I wonder where that's going to... Right, like it's just a hop skip. I mean, I guess it is in Europe, but like... It might be, yeah. <laughs> but it's still like, that's a journey. It's not mm. around the block. It's not the next town over. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't know if... 
I feel like we're going to see him again because I don't know why they would do that to us and, or, or do it to Julian and not right. ever bring him back. But I don't know how that could practically be part of this unless I guess he is there for the photo shoot. I was going to say we didn't see the shoot yet. So yeah. He might come back for that. Who knows? The other thing about the scooter campaign, Emily has said that she and her mom rode mopeds or whatever. It, yes. On Maginot oh Island my God. That was Festival. great. It's like, what's fudge? But, <laughs> but then later when she drives off on it, Luke is like, this isn't Mackinac oh Island. <laughs> but the thing is like, there's no way Luke has ever heard of Mackinac Island knows what it is or right. like is aware of any of it. And the only reason that I know of it and where it is is because I lived in Michigan for a year and a half. M- most people have never heard of Mackinac Island, right? But it is lovely. So, <laughs> and the fudge is delicious. Yeah, that's Michigan. I also thought it was funny when Luke's like, "Oh, the only time she breaks the no food at work rule." <laughs> yes. I thought that was so funny. That whole His conversation excitement. was funny. Yeah. And then when he like drops the croissant when Sylvie walked out, <laughs> <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Uh, no, we're totally fine. And then he was like, we should not be discussing Sylvie's private life at work. And I was like, that's a good point. I mean, yes. like it was a cute moment, but also I like that Luke was very respectful and was like, yeah. you know what? This wasn't a good conversation to be having. The other moment I thought was funny was when the client called about that photo shoot and Sylvie realized that they already thought they booked that famous photographer. And then mm-hmm. she's like telling them all to get out of their her office. And they're like, like tripping over each other, trying to get out fast yes. enough, <laughs> trying to get out the door. Uh, and then they're all listening at the door. And when she comes out of it, Luke drops his pastry again because she likes yes. him with the door. <laughs> this poor guy just wants his croissant. He can't hold on to his pastries. Oh man. There were truly comical moments in these episodes more so than others before it. Like I, I had fun at parts of these. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I was like extremely uncomfortable for other parts. Like the, the whole restaurant opening was very stressful to me. Cause I think I was just very, waiting. I was just waiting for something terrible to happen. Yeah. And I guess like it kind of did. I'm glad they came to an agreement. It definitely makes more sense to do it that way. But at the same time, the place is so freaking small. Yeah. No matter what time you decide to make it a club. I mean, it's not the place for it. Like if you wanted to do this, why didn't he then get or expand on the building or something like that. I mean, you're technically trying to rebrand altogether anyway. This this whole thing didn't fully make sense to me mm-hmm. for for Antoine. Right. I didn't un- I didn't get it seemed like when Antoine ate at Gabrielle's restaurant last season, he was really impressed by Gabrielle's food mm-hmm. and the space and whatever. And that's why he decided to invest with Gabrielle. And Camille kind of said this too, like he picked you for a reason. And it really seemed like Antoine and Gabrielle were vibing about mm-hmm. what they want. They each wanted something the other one had. And the restaurant just made sense. And for Antoine to have this like underlying agenda to make it into a nightclub as well. It's like, what? Yeah. And why? And to not discuss it. Like I don't. And even at that, that tasting with the investors and stuff where he was like so particular about the menu, like why the fuck does he even care about the menu? If he only really cares about it being a nightclub, Mm -hmm. you know, he seemed a lot more invested in making it a nice restaurant like a classy 
restaurant. He didn't want yeah. him. He didn't want him serving tripe. And now he's like, let people get on the tables and dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. It didn't make sense to me that it uh, went down this way. And I was really nervous when Camille decided to get behind the bar to help out. Yes. And she takes the champagne. I'm like, is she going to spray this shit? No. Like, I was so afraid <laughs> that she was going to spray it and really, like, fuck shit up. Well, I was confused because, so she said her family donated the champagne. Was that, like, the champagne? Like, was it champagne? Because that stuff is terrible, as we know. <laughs> like, everybody right. says it's disgusting. So I hope it I'd wasn't champagne. I hope not, but I... <laughs> if her parents gifted it i mean and that's why i thought it could have been part of the sabotage because i was like oh are they gonna serve shitty champagne that's like the worst sabotage though yeah (laughs) it's not very creative and it probably wouldn't be that damaging to his reputation i don't know i'm just i'm so suspicious of camille and i just don't know what's going on with it but i don't think that her olive branches were genuine so no definitely not it's just a matter of seeing what form this plot will take yeah is she trying to destroy both of them or just Gabrielle? oh and then part of this is that she got emily to make a pact with her about yeah that was that was a weird uh, uncomfortable part (laughs) i didn't like that and i oddly knew it was coming because i'm like that's the only way she's going to be able to keep up this charade of niceness i think because it's like well if we make a pact and she fucks up then i have every right to be mad at her like not that she didn't have a right before no but she's talking to emily and saying like you know i understand like you thought we were broken up and he was moving and it was this one thing and that was it like as she was saying that out loud i'm like yeah well that kind of yeah that sort of was what it was yeah now that you lay it out like that it wasn't really that terrible the lying was bad the lying was bad yes and she even said that too she's like I just wish you would have told me sooner and you know like from your mouth you know like right but yeah this pact is scary Well, the only problem with that version of events is that it assumes that it was just about sex which it is it was not for Gabrielle or for Emily right the the way that Camille laid that out it does make sense that she could forgive Emily for all of it if it meant nothing but it did mean something and then Emily continued to lie to her by saying yeah that's all it was that's that's literally all it was Mm -hmm. and then by making this pact saying that she would never be with Gabrielle which she may want to believe that she means that but she doesn't we know she doesn't No, because they freaking made out in the restaurant exactly Exactly. So it's very annoying to me because now she's just continuing to dig herself deeper into this hole when she had the perfect opportunity to just come clean with Camille. Because either way, she was risking Camille's friendship. And you might as well be honest after she just told you, like, you know, I didn't like that you lied to me. And then she's mm-hmm. like, totally get it. Guess what? I'm going to lie to your fucking face again. Yeah. The one thing I will applaud that Emily did was Ooh. have. I know, I know. Strong words, but because I really feel like this changed a lot for me. And it was the the then conversation she had with Gabrielle about why they could not yes. do this. That this long- conversation should have happened a long time ago, but it should have happened the night they boned. Actually. Yes. But I'm very glad that they had it. I really feel like it was raw and it was real. And mm-hmm. you, it just, it was, 
cathartic to hear her finally say it out loud and for him to get to hear it. You know, I just, I think that's all everyone wanted. We just wanted to hear you say it. I did. I didn't like the, like the defeat in his face. Like it was kind of sad to me. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, it's a bummer to hear and I understand it because I've definitely been in situations like that where, you know, it's headed for disaster, Mm -hmm. but for me, I'd rather get the shit kicked out of me than like walk away and never kind of explore it. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, I can tolerate that pain a lot more than I can, you know, the what ifs of the situation. Right. Yeah. And I think Gabrielle is, is thinking that he's like, I don't fucking care. Like, let's just do this and see what happens. And if we get hurt in the end, we get hurt in the end. And that's, that's it. And Emily is not that way or she's pretending not to be that way. So I I understand yeah. why he's bummed out by it. Yeah, we'll see how far they can not hook up because, I mean, yeah, Emily has a distraction of Alfie right now, but again, not sure how long that's going to last and her track record is not great. To be honest, I feel like this was kind of the done with Gabrielle part for now. And we'll probably come back to him at some point. But I think that was sort of like a closure on that. Mm. And that's why they had like the kissing scene in the restaurant before. Because it was like giving us one last taste of it and then ripping yeah. it away. And now we'll have to wait for it. But I don't understand how she continues to be friends with him and act so familiarly with him. Because I was even thinking that at the beginning of this the fourth episode, we had mm-hmm. just come off of like this catastrophe yes, of, I thought that <laughs> of a too. birthday and whatever. And then she like walks up to him. She's like, what you doing? Oh my God. Love the color. Blah, blah, blah. Or what what like, did she say? What was the whole scene? <laughs> it was I all I know is. Oh, I- the menu. Was it the menu? Yeah. And then she had to take a picture. She took a picture from outside. Yeah. Is she so casual? Yes. After that whole thing. <laughs> I know it just blows up and she just treats him like any other person in her life and it's like what and it makes the viewer feel dumb because it's like didn't we just see her get reamed out (laughs) right like did we miss the night before yeah it was very it was interesting to see it like that but I I have to say though so the encounters that she has with Gabrielle after they have this conversation uh, like when he comes down and, and is like, why are you, because it was like chef hot or something, yeah. or whatever. He's like, why are you doing this? The, <laughs> I don't understand. And they had this little banter back and forth, but I didn't feel like I hated it as much as I did before they had the conversation. Like this conversation really changed things for me because mm-hmm. I just, now I feel like the playing field is leveled because before it felt like Emily was yanking Gabrielle around and leading him on but not wanting to do anything and he was just like hopelessly pursuing her but now I I feel like the dynamic is sort of even in that he's like all right well doesn't look like this is gonna happen and she and she's just like okay well he knows how I feel now but we're not doing it so it made things a lot less cringy for me yeah and I'm a little bit less frustrated watching the two of them continue to be friends now because I feel like now you can right now that you it's been spoken about it's been discussed yeah now that you've established what the boundaries of the relationship are now you can try to be friends and if Gabrielle's not cool with that then then he can be the one to say like I can't handle being around you Mm -hmm. so so it, it makes things better for me yeah we have some growth 
so mad that this conversation took five episodes to have, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine what the next five have in store for us, honestly. <laughs> Wait, like, no, I don't know four. where this could go. Four? Yeah. Because we're doing two, two at a time and there's ten. Sorry. Yeah. No, I keep getting mixed up with the numbers too, just because yeah. we're watching them two at a time. I, I don't even know where one episode ends and the other one begins. So. Right. <laughs> it's just like, there, it seems like there's only five episodes this season. Ever. Exactly. We're binging them. Yeah. So I just have to say very quickly when Mindy and Benoit are like doing their little musical duet, oh, they pick the most basic song ever. I guess that's on brand. <laughs> I guess that's on brand for this show, but man. Yeah. How many ones? She did make covers? it seem like it was a very complicated song that she couldn't sing. Well, I guess it's a duet, so it can be difficult if you don't rehearse enough to get your parts lined up. Right. <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> but uh, here's to hoping they do get their parts lined up. <laughs> yes. Here's hoping we all get our parts lined up. Hopefully. <laughs> you can't see it. Dawn's just nodding yeah. her head vigorously. <laughs> Let's not hold our breath, people. No. Oh, do we think that the bartender might become a potential love interest for Gabrielle. It would be nice. I think we will. Cause, cause to again, introduce a new, aligning with yeah. my theory that we're kind of moving away from Gabrielle and Emily in order to keep him interesting and their dynamic interesting. I think there's gotta be jealousy. So yeah. obviously like Emily's going to hook up with other guys and we need to see Gabrielle with somebody else and it can't be Kumi. So right. we're, I, I have a feeling that bartender was hot and seems really She's nice very pretty yes so you know that it's might just, be uh, it. teed up for him yeah that would okay. be exciting to see yeah I, I and i think that's what they have to do because if they just have gabrielle pine for emily he's he gets less and less hot every single week because right. who wants to watch that nobody exactly certainly not me <laughs> no so we have two more weeks of this yes right did I do my math properly? <laughs> no, because I'm like thinking of yes. my hand signals. Yeah, we've got two and then two. and then the finale two. And then we're done. We're, we're done. done. This was quick and painless. It really was. I wish we could do Riverdale like this, but we have to watch those one week at a time. <laughs> yeah. God. And those are hour longs. Yikes. Oh, the thought of it coming back. On Sunday. I don't want to. I can't. Let's let's not think about it for now. Maybe yeah. I'll change it or it'll get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I guess uh, I don't know. I was going to try and fit something else in, but I really have nothing else to say. So. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> and as the French say, à la prochaine. <laughs> <laughs>